Hello and welcome to the Dynamite Entertainment Weekly Podcast. Yes, we're back. My name is Chris Parton, and each week Joe Rybant and I will be telling you about the week that was, the week that is, and much, much more. Let's go ahead and dive into this week's new releases. These books will be hitting shelves May 14, 2008, so be sure to head out to your local comic shop and pick them up. And be sure after you pick these up or any other Dynamite books to head over to the Dynamite Entertainment Forums located at dynamiteentertainment.com forward slash boards and tell us what you think. So coming out this week, we have a brand new number one, Brothers in Arms number one, written by Mike Newman with David Wall, interior art by David Fabry, uh, interior art by Inlight Studio, lettering by Simon Bolin, covers by David Fabry and Stefan Sejic. Dynamite goes to war as they partner with Ubisoft to debut the all-new Brothers in Arms comic book series. With its unprecedented combination of authentic, compelling story and squad-based action, Brothers in Arms has established itself as a benchmark for military action games, quickly becoming the highest-rated World War II action franchise to date. Based on the true stories of the men who served their country so valiantly in World War II, Dynamite's all-new comic book series is being developed with game writer David Wall and Mike Newman, along with artist David Fabry. Issue number one will be a 40 big pages with 32 pages of story and art of non-stop action as we pick up with our squad in the events leading up to D-Day. Our story centers around Sergeant Matthew Baker and the role he plays in Operation Overlord, a.k.a. D-Day. Originally assigned to lead his squad on a mission to recapture the French village of Caraton, Baker's plans unexpectedly change when a C-47 transport plane is hit by anti-aircraft fire and he's forced to jump prematurely, along with the rest of his men who are now scattered across the landing zone. Now Baker must battle fatigue in the elements and the overwhelming German army to find his compatriots and continue on his mission to defeat the enemy to help win the war. Army of Darkness number 9 by Kohret Wright, Blanco, and Nunez. Now that the long ba- road back home has been taken, it's time to head back to home sweet hells. Ash is back in a world mostly of his own making, back in the S-Mart and checking prices on toasters and, and girdles. The only thing is, the demons are conspiring and Ash is, well, Ash doesn't remember anything. And because he doesn't remember anything, heading out, out to that cabin in the woods after a long work week sounds just fine for him. Welcome to hell, Ash. Again, Project Superpowers number three by Ross Kruger, Paul, and Bullet. Dynamite Entertainment and Alex Ross unleash Project Superpowers as the Dynamite launch of the year continues in our new flagship title. The saga continues as we focus this issue on the mysterious Samson and the beautiful Masquerade. Also, more with the Fighting Yank, Black Terror, and Green Llama as the con- as they continue to fight against the dynamic forces and the dynamic family and their machines and engines of war. Plus the emergence of the face from the urn, more with the devil, the flame, and more. This powerful series is overseen by Alex Ross, who has redesigned every hero within these pages, along with writer Jim Kruger and artist Carlos Paul. This is the most powerful comic event of the year. Plus, each issue of the series features original character design art from Alex Ross himself. Zorro number 3 by Wagner, Precavia, Lucas, and Bullen. Dynamite presents the return of yet another legend as Matt Wagner unveils the all-new Zorro. Writer, art director, and cover artist Matt Wagner is in command of this all-new Year One Zorro comic book adventure. Similar in tone and scope as Dynamite's acclaimed Lone Ranger series, Zorro also features artist Francesco Francavilla, who complements Wagner's pulp action writing. As our third issue opens, Zorro comes face-to-face with the tyrannical Gonzalez as the fox strikes deep into the heart of the corrupt local officials. Plus, more from Diego's childhood as we learn about the places and the events that would define the young man and create the great Zorro.
Red Sonia number 33, written by Luke Lieberman and Art by Holmes. This month, Red Sonia versus Thusilla Dooms writer Luke Lieberman is joined by Red Sonia artist Holmes as they continue Sonia's journey down the river Styx. Here at the command of Sharon, she faces her greatest set of foes, those she has killed in battle over the many years. Be sure to get out to your stores and check out all of these great Dynamite books. And like I said before, get over to the forums and let us know what you think. And now that you know what's coming out this week from Dynamite Entertainment, let's jump on the line with Joe Ryban and talk about what's been happening over the last couple of months at Dynamite's offices and what will be coming down the line for all you Dynamite fans. Uh, it's, uh, it's been a while since Dynamite fans have heard, uh, heard you, Joe. And uh, the Dynamite podcast. So, uh, what's been going on with Dynamite, in, in, you know, since the end of, uh, end of December? Yeah, well, first of all, I'd just like to say thanks and welcome here to uh, to Chris, who is going to be working with us going forward. My schedule just got to be um, well. Let's be honest. At the holidays, I decided I didn't have time to do the podcast, and it's very easy to continue not doing something as opposed to start to do something again. So um, everything else was taking my time, and Chris was kind enough. Uh, to kind of look to do some work with us, and uh, we're, we're going to try this format here and uh, get the podcast back up and, and running. So I know some of our fans have been wondering where we've been in that sense. Um, as far as the books go, I think since the last time I was on the quote-unquote air, uh, we've released Zorro, we've re- uh, released Project Superpowers, uh, we've released The Hamsters, uh, Red Sonia has died and come back. So we've been doing all these things um, in the last several months, and uh, reaction's been great. You know, we've got a lot of really cool stuff going on, Project Superpowers being one of the biggest, and um, that's kind of translating in this within this last week to uh, the Marvel front with Avengers Invaders, because that's kind of our same creative team uh, that is working on Project Superpowers. So uh, just had a conversation yesterday with Matt Wagner, about continuing uh, with Zorro past issue eight. Uh, first eight issues serve as kind of a year one or origin story of Zorro. So Matt's really pumped to continue to do some more. Um, he's had an Emerald City Con this weekend. I was supposed to go, but I'm not going to be out there this weekend. But we just got a lot of things cooking uh, on all sorts of various fronts. So, well, great. Yeah, and you personally, you just uh, you just had your is it your first baby or your second? No, it's the uh, it's my second daughter was born um, a week ago, and uh, uh, it did not take too much time out of my schedule so far. But uh, these things have a tendency to be long term projects, as anyone with kids knows. Um, I have one older daughter, and now uh, one very very younger daughter. So congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, I know one thing. When everybody thinks Dynamite, they're they're thinking Battlestar Galactica. And now with the fourth season underway on Sci-Fi, and this being the last season, uh, what can we what can we expect with with the Battlestar line? Is there going to be a lot more uh, uh, classic stories, or is there going to be some new stories? I know we have Origins going on right now. Uh, are we going to see some you know the next the next uh, series come out for New Battlestar? Yeah, it's going to be a little of A and a little of B. We are working on coming up with some new classic Battlestar stuff, uh, maybe some one-shots, maybe another miniseries. The classic line didn't perform like we really wanted to, but that's most likely because we were putting it out concurrently to the new line. And, of course, new Battlestar is being aired um, you know, every week over the last three seasons, three or four years. 
and really took the kind of the oomph out of the classic line. So we haven't abandoned the classic line. We've just put it aside, and, and now we think is a good time to look at bringing a few specials and one-shots back up and out. Now, the new Battlestar line, we have the Season Zero series, which ends with issue number 12, because Season Zero, written by Brandon Jerwell, was designed to take us up to the moment of the first um, sci-fi miniseries, you know, where before they had the series, they had that miniseries with the, with the Cylon attack and all that. So Season Zero takes us up to that moment. The Origin series, uh, we just completed um, our first story arc on Origins, which was written by uh, a show writer, um, Kevin Fahey. Um, we're now currently telling the uh, Dama story uh, by Robert Napton. Uh, that'll run for four issues, and I think issue number, the second part of that, I think we just sent off, yeah, we're just sent off to press actually this week. So issue five of Origins is the first part of Adama, and then that runs through eight. And then Kevin Fahey comes back with issue nine and tells a three-part Starbuck and Hilo origin. And uh, all of this stuff has been illustrated by Jonathan Lau. And um, as far as Origins 12 and up, we're, we're working on what's going to go into that slot now, but we are... Uh, talking to Kevin Fahey, who again is a show writer and, and um, uh, works works with um, Ron Moore and crew, we are talking to him about putting together a series. Uh, at this point, probably be late '08, early '09, that will tie into the events of season four. So we we have a lot of Galactica stuff in the pipeline. We had Brenger was working on another mini series. So you know, as long as the show has its popularity, which it, which it has, and the show's been great so far this season, been great every season. Um, we're going to keep on doing some Galactica comics. Sounds good. Uh, well, this past week, and we're recording this on Friday, the uh, May 9th. Uh, yeah, May 9th. Uh, and this past week we had Christos Gage and Wellington Diaz's first issue of Man With No Name hit the stores. Is, uh, how's the reaction been with that so far? Actually, very positive. I think we're going to get to it here in a little bit, but the Best Shots crew gave it a a very favorable review. Um, I've seen other favorable reviews. It's, it's, you know, it, it's funny. The Western genre um, is something that everyone connects with and, and everyone loves deep at their core, but Western comics haven't been around for a very long time. And, you know, every once in a while Western movies pop back up, but they usually don't end up being the blockbusters that they once were back in the, you know, the 40s, 50s, 60s, what have you. Um, and this is technically our, our third Western, you know, and, and while Zorro isn't, really a western you know it's got guys on horses so you know i think we could lump it in for sake of argument but, close uh, enough. <laughs> yeah close stuff exactly um but man with no name is is one of the riskier things that we're doing just because you know a lot of people of of this generation have no idea what those films are they certainly know who clint eastwood is but they they may have not seen the films or or it's 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 not you know new and sexy to them um but mgm the parent company is making a big push this year uh, with that trilogy and with that character, and we were very fortunate to be a company um, that's in their in their good graces to uh, that they would give this material to it, all new material. They haven't done anything with this character since those films. So, and doubly fortunate to have a, a very talented writer like Christos Gage uh, involved, and he's writing the first six issues. It's a continuation of sorts, but it also serves. Uh, if you haven't seen the films, it serves as a good introduction to the character and. Uh, uh, we feel it's uh, it's another great Western book that we're doing. You know, who, who knows how many Westerns we're going to end up doing, but this is the third one so far. It seems to be Dynamite's the place to, to get your Western fix these days. 
Yeah, you know, well, ever since, you know, obviously Lone Ranger, um, which which I'll give a little bit of news here, you know, we've resolicited. Uh, we had some scheduling difficulties with Lone Ranger, but issue 11 came out. Issue 12 is done. Uh, Sergio is actually working on number 14 now. I just got the script for number 16 in from Brett Matthews. Uh, Cassidy is working on his cover. So we're, we're going to be back on track with the Lone Ranger uh, starting with the issue 12 solicitation and, and the ship month. Um, and, of course, we'll be able to get the second volume of the trade out. And Reaction to Lone Ranger has been great, and our Lone Ranger fans have been very, very patient because that book has been a scheduling nightmare uh, on a variety of levels. But, but I think from um, the, the tail end, the second half of this year, our, our Western Lone Ranger, our Lone Ranger Western fans will be able to get a, a monthly book. And then, of course, also, you know, we've got Man With No Name and we've got Zorro. We've got a few other things uh, with guys and horses and guns uh, that may be coming up here in late 08, early 09. Well, let's talk about some new properties uh, that you guys have had announced in this year. The Buck Rogers property that you guys uh, announced uh, earlier this year. How's how's progress on that going? You know, it, it's going slow, but that's not unexpected. Um, a lot of these things take a lot of time. And, you know, depending on the caliber of creative team that you're working with, um, some things can take years. Some things can go very, very quickly. Um you know, Lone Ranger took a lot of development time to come together before we released issue number one. And we're really treating Buck Rogers in a very similar way. Uh, we want to get it right. And while there's been some some purists that have disagreed with some of the things we've done with Lone Ranger, I think everyone agrees that, in general, we've done it right. And we haven't done it, you know, just for the sake of doing it. And we really feel the same way with Buck Rogers. So right now, it's all about finding uh, the right creative voice. And in that, I mean the writer uh, that can help us put all the rest of the pieces together. We we know that we have John Caste who wants to do covers and art direct the series. We know that we have Alex Ross who wants to uh, do covers for the series and has done some character designs for the, uh, the 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 reimagining of Buck Rogers. And I use that only in the sense that it's going to be his you know his and John's vision for the character. Uh, but right now we got to find the right writer. And once we find the right writer and have the right treatment and have the right idea of the character then we'll be able to put all the other pieces into play. Um, you know, the hope is 08, uh, but right now we just don't have that voice yet. Cool. Uh, is there anything coming down the pipe that we haven't heard about from Dynamite that fans should be looking out for? Oh, there's always things. Sort of a tease. Uh, <laughs> there's always things. You know what I'll say is that um, the biggest tease I can get is we have our, our backyard convention coming up um, at the tail end of this month, at the end of May, beginning of June, and that's the Wizard World Show in Philadelphia, which is uh, about, you know, 20 minutes from our offices um, outside of uh, Philadelphia. And I'm going to tease by saying that um, we have a couple of panels there, and there will be announcements there. And um, they won't be talked about before that, but they'll be talked about after that. And in the next couple of weeks for our our loyal Dynamite listeners, I'll drop a couple of teases on what those panels are and kind of, you know, maybe we can see if some smart people can put it together in between now and then. But um, the panels will announce kind of the next slate of what, what it is that we're doing. Great. Well, talking about con- the con season going on, you guys being in Chicago, uh, Chicago excuse me, uh, Wizard Philadelphia, are there any other cons that some of your creators will be or, or that Dynamite will be, you know, having a booth or, or some panels? Yeah, right now we're talking about um, the Wizard World Show in Philly. We're talking about Chicago. We're talking about Heroes Con um, down in uh, North Carolina. And the Baltimore show, Mark Patton runs. 
um, out in Baltimore. Um, so I'm sorry, Mark Nathan, not Mark Patton. Um, so those are the ones we're talking about. We'll be we we go to a lot of shows. We were at the New York show. We just didn't have a booth at the New York show. You know, we go there to meet our creators. Um, you know, do some whining and some dining and some business talk. Uh, see the new talent. See the books. Talk to our retailer partners. So we do a lot of that at shows without physically, you know, sitting behind a booth and doing that. But uh, this year, the cons I mentioned are the cons that we're we're planning on having a, a, a firm physical presence at. Cool. Sounds good. Well, let's, if you want to take some time, let's dive into uh, some letters that Dynamite's gotten. Uh, James writes, I love the Painkiller Jane Terminator crossover. Jungle Girl's good, too. Why is the new Terminator TV series completely ignore the Terminator 3 movie? It's like Judgment Day never happened. Yeah. You know, I, I think the – I got to say I'm a big fan of the Terminator series, and I'm even more of a big fan since I got my big HD TV and my HD service um, at the end of last year because everyone on that show looks fantastic in HD. Um, but I think they ignored it because they needed to restart it. And, you know, while I don't know their exact – Reasoning, I do know that Terminator is a great book to work on from our front because time travel stories um, allow you to tell a story anywhere at any time. So we've ignored some things, um, you know, from Terminator 3 in our own Terminator comics. So, uh, and we do that with the, uh, the plot devices of time travel. Well, James also writes, uh, I didn't expect an Army of Darkness Xena team up. Uh, what about a Red Sonia Xena team up? Yeah, that that probably won't happen. We like to keep Red Sonia fairly uh, fairly isolated to some extent, although she has had a couple of crossovers. But Xena's Xena's very much tongue in cheek, and it really fits well with Army of Darkness. And we've actually had a fantastic reaction to that series. So good, in fact, and and actually this is news that we are working on a sequel uh, to that miniseries uh, that Brandon Jerwa will be writing, and uh, Miguel Montenegro will be back on the art. Uh, he continues. What about a comic of Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda? It was a great TV series, and the characters came over really well in the novels. I think it would make a good comic. Yeah, no plan from us at this particular point in time, but suggestion noted. Uh, and he finishes up here, are you doing any further graphic novel collections of the old Painkiller Jane event comics, like Painkiller Jane Dark Child or Painkiller Jane vs. the Darkness? I sure hope so. Yeah, we actually talked to um, uh, Top Cow. Uh, on the on the darkest one in New York, um, I believe that was written by Garth Ennis. Of course, we have a relationship with Garth. Um, not sure what's going to come of that, but you know we are looking to get all the Painkiller Jane stuff back into print. Uh, with the crossovers, you have to go back to the uh, the company that had the other character and make sure that you know there's any business stuff that needs to be worked out. But excuse me, we would like to get all of that Painkiller Jane stuff back into print. So it's in it's in process. Uh, will it be in 08? Probably not. Uh, but look look for more, more news. Hopefully early 09 would be probably when we could get something like that together. Sounds good. And if you'd like to uh, send in an email each week or as available, we'll pull a letter and answer it here or in our companion uh, emails. Uh, send all your letters to letters at dynamiteentertainment.com and mark them okay to print. Okay to print or okay to talk about. All right. Let's uh, jump into the last thing here, Dynamite in the News. Uh, what can you tell us about Dynamite Spotlight Season Zero over at WizardUniverse.com? Uh, yeah, we've got a ton of stuff coming up in um, in Wizard. Actually, um, one of the biggest things we'll have is actually in Wizard Magazine. We're going to have a um, Alex Ross Superpowers cover. 
that's coming up, as well as uh, an interview with our creative team on Project Superpowers. But on Wizard Universe, they um, took a fairly comprehensive look at the Season Zero um, series by Brandon Jerwa and Jackson Herbert. So if you check out Wizard Universe, you'll see kind of why they think it's a great, you know, companion to the uh, the, the visual uh, adventures, the television adventures of uh, Galactic on Sci-Fi. Cool. And the Best Shots crew over at Newsarama uh, wrote a review about the man with no name, saying that writer Christos Gage is one hell of an action scribe, and he has the rhythm, uh, rhythm of the Leon Eastwood cannon down cold. Yeah, you know that was that was fortunate. Uh, we we thank the Best Shots crew because again, as I said from the start, a lot of people, you know, this is our third western, and you never know what the reaction is going to be. This character in particular, uh, to some people, is an unknown. To other people, you know, I think the question was, how are they going to do that? Uh, how are they going to pull that off? You know, um, when you think of, I'm not sure if you've seen the movies, but. You know, when you think of them, the music comes to mind, the, the, the atmosphere comes to mind, and the visual moving medium is very difficult, difficult, different from the visual print medium. Um, but Christos is such a talent, and uh, Wellington and our, our color team um, really, I think, pulled it off. And it's all about the pacing. I think they mentioned that in the review, that, that kind of you can feel, you can feel the, the spaces, you know, that, that the, the films have, but you can feel that on the comic page. Well, great. Uh, well, that will do it here for this for this episode of the Dynamite Podcast. Is there anything you want to close us out with, Joe? Oh no, just um, just one other thing. I think it was a late addition before it went into uh, went into our emailer, um, and and uh, just that Avengers Invaders got a spotlight um, at the Best Shots reviews as well. And again, uh, I also saw a couple other reviews on a few other sites. Um, and very positive, which is great. You know, uh, some people uh, are saying, well, why are they talking about a Marvel book? Um, Avengers Invaders is a project that we at Dynamite have put together in cooperation with Marvel. We brought them some elements and, and, um, and uh, worked with the creative team to put that book together, as well as with the Marvel editorial folks, Tom Brevoort and Steve Wacker, and, uh, you know, uh, Alex Ross, Jim Kruger, Steve Sadowski, those are guys that were all involved, and Ross and Kruger still involved with our Project Superpower series. So uh, when you grab Avengers Invaders, you'll know that it was craftingly put together uh, with love and uh, uh, much care by uh, Dynamite Entertainment with Marvel. So, so check it out. It's a great book. And it goes, number one was out this week. It goes 12 issues all together, all illustrated by Sadowski, Ross covers, Ross plots, Kruger scripts. Uh, one through four uh, are the first story arc. Probably take a break of a month in between before we get number five through eight out, and uh, it's going to roll through next year. And it's not a what if, it's not an Elseworlds. Um, it's happening in the Marvel Universe of today. So That will do it for us this week here at the podcast. I want to thank all of you for listening. We're glad to be back on the air. We hope that you feel the same way. You can reach us at dynamiteentertainment.com. You can email us at letters at dynamiteentertainment.com. To find a comic book store near you, go to csls.diamondcomics.com or call 188-COMIC-BOOK.